0: This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. We got some good news and some other news. It's not not bad news because there is no bad news, right? There's just things we got to deal with. So let's talk about those things we got to deal with. National Health Institute... Indicates that almost 32% of teens have some torp- type of anxiety disorder. And out of those, about 8.3% are severe, meaning it affects their daily work. 38% of those are female teens. 38% of female teens have an anxiety disorder, and it's higher across the board with women than it is with guys, no matter what the age. this is scary. It's an issue, guys. It's been growing and growing and growing. And I want to show you some scary statistics here. Anxiety prevalence. Look at that. It's gone up. Of course, the teens and the 20s are up at the highest uh, percentage. Us 50-plus-year-olds have stayed fairly level, so that's pretty good news. Maybe it means when you get older, you just don't give a crap anymore, I don't know. Or we've learned to have some tools to deal with it, but that doesn't help our up and coming generations. The future of our world is the up and coming generations. Look at that, that growth since 2012 in the total US anxiety, the chart on the right is teenagers, male and female, Here's another one. Percentage of population with a major depressive episode by age group, again, starting to grow and grow and grow. Since when I started to pull all these graphs up, and there are tons of these. You can search on the internet and find all these graphs. And they all kind of have one thing in common. You know what's kind of crazy? They all started a sharp rise right about 2012. What happened in 2012? Well, the iPhone was introduced in 2007, followed by droid phones in 2008, followed by the iPad in 2010, giving it enough time to get into the hands of people and young people and making it ubiquitous by about 2012. But what else happened in 2012? Social media hit the big time. Facebook, YouTube was already starting to really take a rapid growth. But look at all that other crap that jumped in about 2012. All the WeChats, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, all the social media became commonplace right about the time people started getting really depressed and anxious and worried. Whew. This sucks. What's wrong with this picture? A beautiful dinner. Maybe it's a wedding dinner and a cell phone sitting right on the table. Did you know that there's a uh, substantiated research that shows that simply having your phone out and on the table while you're having a conversation or dinner decreases the quality, the closeness, the impact of that conversation significantly? Because it sends a psychological message to the person you're meeting with that, this is important, but there might be something a little bit more important that could happen at any moment, and I'm ready to grab that, that moment. <laughs> I'm ready to grab that. I'm, I'm, I'm with you until I'm not. Just having it on the table. Even if you just take it out and say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to check my phone during dinner, and you put it out there, that's a bad, that's a bad sign. I'm going to put it in my pocket. In fact, I'm going to put it right down over here, where I can't even grab it and look at it if I get tempted. Because we get nomophobia. You guys heard that term? No mobile phone phobia when you don't have your phone with you. Have you guys, anybody else experienced that? Where you have like this anxious feeling? All right. So if you see me looking over there anytime, it's not because I'm looking at my cute wife. I'm looking <laughs> for my phone. The mere presence of a phone can have negative effects on closeness, connection, and conversation quality. Just think about that the next time you're preparing for a meeting with someone, having dinner with a friend, sitting down to have any conversation that is anywhere in the realm of meaningful, this is important. And the good news is we have tools right here in Unity, right here among us, to deal with this epidemic, this pandemic. It's affecting the entire world friends, not just here. And it affects our future, and it affects our potential for a peaceful future. How we interact, how we deal with one another on a one-to-one basis. So we have five principles in unity, right? And I've come up with five practices. Five principles are the overarching thing that guides what you do with your life. The practices are the practical pillars of how you interact and how you grow in the, during the day. I've talked about a couple of them before, ikigai and moai, and there are more. There's hansei, kaizen, and ichigo ichie. And that's the one we're gonna focus on today. One time, one encounter. What does that mean? Why is that important? How can we distill the problems of the world down to one little moment, an encounter between me and you, between me and my son, my daughter, a simple conversation or a big conversation. It's one time, one encounter. The loose translation simply means I only have this one moment, its presence. I could die tomorrow. You could die tomorrow. And then I would say, why didn't I spend more quality time with this person? The other part of that is that it also affects the entire world. Because if we were giving attention and teaching our young people how to feel heard by giving them our presence, the gift of our presence, paying attention, you know, pay attention, the reason they call it pay attention is because it's worth something. It's valuable. You pay attention. You give a gift to somebody when you simply listen to them and make them feel heard. Right? Our young people are not learning to do that. It's not their fault, friends. It's our fault. As mentors, as guides, we're not giving them the attention they need to feel heard, so they can't give it to each other. They don't know how. They're distracted by all the social media and garbage that's going on. And we're not going to stop that. We're not going to stop the growth of of technology and social media and the pull and the money that's made from the attention we give social media. That is a multi-billion dollar business. It ain't going away. But we have the choice to decide to pay attention. Ichigo, ichie. One time, one time encounter. Uh, Reverend Sylvia mentioned last week we went to this World Parliament of Religions uh, a few weeks ago. It was super powerful. One of the workshops that I went to was a workshop on compassionate listening, that's a topic I'm, I'm very, very interested in. And as I walked into the, this workshop, the chairs, a class small classroom size room, and the chairs were arranged in a circle. And you know what happens when the chairs are arranged in a circle, right? When you walk into a room, you're like, people are like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to talk to people. <laughs> like, oh, I can't sit in the back because there's no back. It's a circle. Where do I hide? Oh, my God. So people are, you know, nervously walking around trying to find out where they're going to sit because wherever you sit, you're facing people and you got to talk to them and they got to look at you. And I could feel that tension, you know, as I sat there. I, I always like to notice people. So I'm noticing all the people sitting there and the uncomfortableness as they sat in the circle. And uh, the instructor, her name was Kay Lindahl. She's an expert on compassionate listening. Really beautiful woman. And as we went to the workshop, we had a little exercise where we had to pair up. So we started to pair up, and I noticed there was one young lady, maybe in her early 20s, who was really uncomfortable. She was kind of sitting there like this, and then she would pull her knees up, and then she would get her phone out every little bit, you know. And when she said pair up, she was just like, hmm. You know, she was just could feel her shrink and she was the last person left as everybody had paired up so the instructor was like well I'll pair with you and she's like oh great I get to pair with this old lady and fortunately just at that time a late comer walked in another young girl so she's like ah pair you up so she pairs them up and I could see they sat right next to me and my partner and I could see at the corner of my eye they both kind of reluctantly were like uh, you know, let's, let's face each other and just pair up and the exercise was to sit and talk and listen to each other. And I'll tell you the specifics of it. But what was powerful was at the end of the exercise, because I was right next to her, I could feel a change in her posture, her smile. And she said, when we, had, we all had to share what we were what we experienced, And she was like one of the first to raise her hands, and she said, I am so excited, I feel like I met my new best friend. I feel like someone has finally heard me. And it was like two different people within a matter of six minutes of actively, compassionately listening to each other. I could see a transformation in her that was mind-blowing. And they were like, "Ooh, I want your phone number. Come on, let's go meet later. And let's do this exercise after lunch together. And let's go to, a, you know, c- come on, connect with me. And they were let's go hang out. At the, they, were, they were like best friends. And they literally had six minutes together from being not wanting to talk to each other to best friends. And to me, that was completely amazing because as I was going through the same exercise, having a little different experience because it wasn't as uncomfortable for me to do this, But I realized what we did in the exercise was to just give the other person space to talk and we could do nothing else but listen. Compassionate listening. How often do you do that? Be honest with yourself. How often do you let your friend, your partner, somebody else talk with, you You have no agenda. No agenda other than to make them feel heard and validated. Does that happen very often for you guys? Good, good. That's because you're over 50, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I don't, 52, 53 maybe. Yeah. So what I realized in this exercise was that I, would, I had this woman that I paired up who was pretty old from what I could guess. No, no, no. She was more than 50. <laughs> and to me, that's exciting because I, when I see that, I see wisdom. I'm like, ooh, I wanna I wanna find something, some get some wisdom from her. So I had a chance to ask her a question. She asked me a question. And when we partnered up, she was kind of like this, too, very shy. And uh, I made small talk, you know, hey, who are you? How are you? Blah blah blah. She did, oh yeah, my name's Carol. Blah, blah, blah. Didn't want to talk. But when we did this exercise, she went like this. Literally, she went like this. It's your turn, Carol. She looks at me. And she was into me like she w- like flies on butter. Like she was ready to listen. She was 100% there with me. And boy, that just like broke my heart open. And I realized as I started to share with her, what I shared when she had asked a question, the, sh- the answer to the question came out, but a lot more started to come out because she was simply available. Present, open. She didn't look around the room. She didn't go anywhere. She was like, eyes locked, body facing me, listening, and it was kind of an amazing experience. And I'm going to try something different today. I want to like to invite all of us to play a game called compassionate listening. Okay. If you're feeling uncomfortable about this, it's okay. It's the perfect indicator that you need to do more of it. All right, so here's the deal. If you're online, uh, if we can put you into partner groups through breakout groups, you guys can do this or you can practice at home uh, with your partner at home or do it later. This is really important that we all participate. It's not gonna be hard. It might be scary, but it won't be hard. I'm gonna ask you to partner up and I'll give you the rules, just partner up Preferably not with your spouse, but it's okay, or your, your home partner, your living partner, it's okay if you do, but if you can find somebody else to partner up with, do that. And if anybody doesn't have a partner, and even people in the back, I want you guys to play too. AV team, set your cameras on, set it on, whatever, and leave it there and come play with us. Find somebody, anybody. Anybody will do, young or old. If you're feeling resistance, you really need to do it more. All right. If you end up with your your housemate, your partner, your spouse, whatever, that's fine if you don't find anybody else. One of the unity five principles, number five, is we, we live the truth we know. We do it, we put it into action. So I felt like we needed to do it. I don't want you just to listen to me, I want us to do it, all right? So here are the rules of the game. Are you up without partner? AV team, guys, you guys, are, you guys are playing. We got three up there, you can partner with one of them. All right, you guys, everybody's good? Okay, here are the rules. One person, the first person to go, you're going you're gonna to come up with a question, and the question is going to be, you're going to meditate on it for 30 seconds, in silence, with your eyes closed, and you're going to ask yourself, you're going to ask spirit, what needs to be asked? First, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves, if you haven't done that already. Go ahead. Make sure you know who you're talking to. Get their name. <laughs> Not so hard. Good start. Good start. Okay. So here are the rules. You're going to ask this question, and because you have no idea what the next question is going to be for you, you cannot prepare anything. You don't need to prepare anything. You don't need to think about anything. You don't need to respond. You will not respond. All you're going to do is listen as if your life depended on supporting this person and hearing them out. All you're going to do is listen, and I'm going to give you three minutes. And if you're done talking after, before your three minutes are up, keep talking. It doesn't matter what you talk about. And in fact, I found from me, like I said, that I talked, I answered the question pretty quickly. But then as she sat there quietly with her heart open for me, I was talking about stuff that, whoa, I didn't know I was going to be talking about this. She asked me, what, I, what are my plans for the future? So I talked about travel and da-da-da-da. And then as I sat there quietly, I said, and I'm worried... Because I have to care for my parents, who are elderly, and I can't travel. And now it makes me concerned that I won't be able to do the things with my life that I wanted to do. And that opened up a can of worms for myself, (laughs) of course. So it's okay. Wherever you go, you go. And you just keep sharing. And if you can't share before the time's up and you really have absolutely nothing that you want to say, you just sit quietly with each other. But I'm guessing if you try, you'll have stuff that you want to share. Okay, so I'm going to give you three minutes after the 30 second. We'll start now. Face each other. Yes, ma'am. Okay, decide who's going to go first. Raise your hand. One person, just raise your hand. You're both going to get to do it. Okay. The first person is going to ask, a question. I am getting my phone to put my timer on. That's the only reason. <laughs> All right, yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's gonna be really easy. I'm gonna walk you through it. You guys ready? You guys know each other? You're gonna, gonna, 30 seconds, you're just gonna sit there and the person asking the question is gonna meditate on what needs to be asked of this other person. Okay, you can look at them, you can close your eyes, whatever you need to do. So here's just 30 seconds, start now. And I'm gonna walk you through this, so just do it, just follow me. Okay, now you have three minutes, ask them the question and then you do you cannot respond you can nod you can acknowledge but you can't ask anymore and you can't respond go ahead and ask your question to the person About thirty seconds, thirty seconds to wrap it up. That's time. Good job, everybody. Good job. All right. I want you to just sit quietly, both of you now. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Process either what you shared or what you heard. If you were a listener in this exercise, think about how you feel about this person now. How different you feel about this person now. All right. Now, those of you on the other team now, you're going to think, say to yourself, what needs to be asked? What needs to be asked? I'll give you a few seconds to ponder, and then we'll switch. other partner it's your turn to ask the question and then sit and listen for three minutes go 30 seconds, 30 seconds to wrap it up. it up, my friends. (laughs) It's always the hardest part, is putting the kibosh on the conversation. All right, thank you. If you feel like hugging your partner, thanking your partner, have at it. Shake their hand, whatever feels right for you. Wow, that was beautiful. I saw, I think, everybody participating, everybody into it. I saw quite a few tears, quite a few hugs, even before you were given permission to hug. Anybody want to share an experience of how that felt for you? Nothing personal about the other person, of course, just an experience of how that felt for you. Dave? Dave?
1: Oh my gosh, what are you doing? But it really opened me up as much as her. But as a listener, I felt like, wow, that is pain. Like a, a, it's like a paying attention. It's a gift though. It's it yeah. was it was wonderful. It's wow. so easy. So easy. Yeah, so easy
2: to do. Yeah. Um, what I heard from Dave was um that community like this is our chosen family. And there and I w- identified with that, too, so that was an identification that I could have with him from listening to him share what supports him.
0: Perfect, beautiful. Eric? Eric's Thank got him. his hand up. Mike's coming to you, Eric.
1: I had a hard time getting my brain to, sh- can I say, to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to—and e- it wasn't like I wasn't listening. I wanted to yeah. respond or yeah. I wanted to ask yeah. a follow-up question. And, I mean, the funny thing is, when I told my brain, you don't get to ask follow-up questions, shut up. Right. And then she <laughs> answered the question I was going to ask anyway when she kept—when she continued on. So it's just weird how it—the uh, it, it brain just wants to keep—
0: Yeah, doesn't want to just listen sometimes. Just listen. It's trying to come up with an answer or formulate a response. Uh, which which can be detrimental to us actually compassionately listening. We have one in the back there. Thank you, Eric.
3: Um, well, this, I mean, I guess this, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but um, it's, c- so opening up like that, um, like with the question uh, I was asked, it's, it took me a while to actually find an answer for the question because I'm just not used to being asked like questions on that level of like I guess you know like a deep question like that or something as intense. So it took me actually like almost half the time yeah. to actually find an answer because it's you know as someone who is like within that age group that you were mentioning earlier with all the the social media and stuff, it's like it's hard to open up now yeah. because of all the. It's like, it feels like you're shut in so much. So opening up is a lot harder. So it took me a while, but once I did, it, it it felt really nice to actually open up and just be able to talk without having to feel like I am on a, well, a time limit, but you know, not like a, I'm wasting their time. It's like, it, exactly. it felt nice to just be able to talk and just like openly and truthfully about everything.
0: Awesome.
1: Three minutes felt like 30, <laughs> really. Um, when you get, well, when each of us got right to the heart of what was most important, it didn't take very long at all because we were being heard and we weren't being asked more questions that were coming up in their mind what intuitively was being drawn into focus in that nanosecond. And it was so amazing to have so much unlimited trust in the person who was receiving Mm -hmm. that I could say things without any cover. And it's good that we didn't know each other. So we didn't have any prejudice or preconceived ideas. And, you know, when you have just three minutes left left to live before you pass on, you could complete your life in a meaningful way
0: doing that. Thank you, Lawrence. And I want to just follow up with that. Um, just to be um, aware of confidentiality, you know, a lot of you did share some very personal things, so let's all agree. We all say, yes, I agree, that it stays with you, okay? Whatever they said stays with you. It's not something we want to share.
4: I think one of the most lonely places I've ever been is in church, where there was a probably unintentional but still facade of everyone being fine and being good and not sharing anything real or maybe real worship but not toward each other. So when you tell me circle or if I I walk in a room and see circle, I'm like, yay. (laughs) And I just thank you for doing that exercise because I think that's what we need everywhere because who wants to sit there alone?
0: Thank you.
2: Hello, how are you? I'm back. (laughs) Uh, I just want to share something a little bit magical. Raja and I, we don't know each other, but we sit together the last half hour, and perhaps we are both very present after meditating for a few seconds. And the question to each other when I asked him and he asked me are the most perfect questions
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the most like what I wanted to share and it's just a sense of releasing that somebody was attentive listening to me mm. I'm just I was just going through a lot of cleansing process, and the question to him he I could see that he was so <laughs> enthusiastic talking about that and, and I, my heart was singing, too, when he was sharing <laughs> about his uh, vision, his purpose of life, and this, and this. And I said, wow, you know. <laughs> and I, know I was just present listening. I was not, you know, I was rejoicing with what he's sharing, really. I was not trying to change anything. Of, you know, just just beautiful. I just feel like. When we are very present, we know what kind of question to ask, yeah. which is normally not my case, you know. <laughs> I get everywhere, sometimes I ask questions, it's not important, but I, I feel that was a good question to you. You agree? <laughs> Thank you for the. Thank
0: you. <laughs> All right. Anybody else want to share? Anything from this side here? Okay, good. Okay. Tiffany. Thank you. This was really fun. Uh, This is sort of like a late celebration because this fall both my boys are going to be in school in some capacity, and I'm going to be doing some more coaching with Rochelle. And that's what she does professionally is compassionately hold space and listen, and it's the coolest, most life-changing thing ever. So I was going to give that shout-out, but I didn't because I don't know why I didn't. But now after this experience, if you need that in your life, like, She's amazing. So, and awesome. Thank you to my partner. We had a really Yay. lovely experience. So, Perfect. thank you, Kevin. <laughs> All right, got one more in the back here. I saw a hand reluctantly going up. Let's get him in here.
4: Yeah, I would just like to say I really enjoyed this uh, experience. Um, uh, my share partner and. I thought a lot about the question and I wanted to just find out who he was and and I really enjoyed his response and came up with a quick response and then take a pause and then come back with something more until and I w- he was talking about very personal things and I wanted to know more but I didn't. But I knew the rule was I couldn't ask, <laughs> and so I wanted to like use charades or whatever <laughs> <like encouraging laughs> to to like bring out because it was talking very personal. So it was there was wall of protection in some ways, and that the one thing I learned from that was that I knew I was going to have to do the same thing in a moment, mm-hmm. and so I was saying if I only have three minutes to communicate with someone, how am I going to communicate, to share the type of information with him to give him the example of what I wanted out of him? Yes. And I found that to be a really rich experience.
0: Yes, thank you. (laughs) And that is the perfect segue to my final point, which is we set the example For the rest of the world, for our children, for everyone, by how we do life with one to one, with our partners, our friends, our community. You set the example. If you decide to be vulnerable and real and to listen intently to somebody, they will do the same for you. It may not happen immediately, like I'm still working on Claire for 30 years or so but no I am so so blessed you guys know I'm joking if you know us you know I'm joking we have an amazing path of communication between us um, that's based on mutual respect and a desire to know what the other person's feeling and I think that this one-to-one connection that we're starting right now this ichigo ichie in this moment this only moment we have is what's going to change our world. It's going to change the future of our children, our young people, who are going to be the foundation for everything. Even if we're over 50, we can say, I don't care. I'm I'm cruising. I'm going to be gone. No. Well, we care about our children, our grandchildren, everybody else. Of course we do. Of course we do. Right? You guys ever seen the Helix Nebula? This is an actual formation in the sky it's also known as the eye of God isn't that beautiful you can see that if you look up into the sky tonight (laughs) with a super telescope (laughs) technology is not going to change it's going to grow it's going to continue to grow but we can we can change us Starting right here, our Moai, our community, we can start change by being intentional on how we interact with each other, our families, our friends. And there's, there's some things you can do at home. Put your phone away when you're dining, when you're with your family. If you have young children, practice. As hard as it is, I know, parents <laughs> and grandparents, how hard it is to rip those devices out of their hands but to make some rules around keeping the devices where they need to be limiting time and you have to replace it with something better you can't just stop a bad habit you have to replace it with a better habit and that's maybe a practice maybe a nightly practice of let's sit down and let's listen let's do this little game together our listening game you can make it as fun as you want you can go as long as you want my guess is that anybody you try this with anybody you try this with will enjoy it once they let go People need to be heard in our world. The more people are heard, the less they are prone to anxiety and depression. The more people are heard, the less likely they are to reach out, lash out and commit hate crimes. The more people are heard, the more likely they are to resolve differences in the world in a beautiful positive way that works for everyone. And I think we need a lot more of that, don't you? You agree? Ichigo Ichie, one life, one encounter, our lives are short, whether we're going to die tomorrow or we live to be 100, life is short, so let's make every moment count, thank you.